All right, John, as we uh, always do in previewing games, you and I do our little pregame six-pack where we chug a lug on six different things to watch in the uh, upcoming game. When we do this uh, next time after this podcast, it'll actually be for a regular season game that counts. But this one, I I know the result of this game doesn't count, but Lovey Smith has said he's going to play his starters in this game. And between starters needing to prove a little something and also I would say plenty of guys that are battling for roster spots, there's plenty to watch in this game on Thursday night. So as always, I will let you do the honors. You and I each throw out three things for the people to be looking out for in Thursday night's game. John, you are first in the pregame six-pack. Go, my friend. I said it last week, Sean, and I'll say it again, and I hope I don't have to say it a third time. But if you're a Texans fan, based on what you've seen so far of Davis Mills, you have to be concerned. Now, maybe he will put those concerns to rest and he will be on target against the 49ers. In Amazon's first game, there's going to be a lot of eyes on this, not just from fans, but media people, social media, all of them want to critique Amazon's first game. And it's a good time for Davis Mills to improve, as it is with Trey Lance. But Davis Mills needs to throw the ball better. He needs to be more accurate. So there is no concern about the starting quarterback going into the season, other than the fact he's a second-year starter. Yeah, I'm nervous about Mills, John. I mean, I know some people are kind of writing it off as, oh, it's preseason, and Cooks hasn't been out there, and Tunsil hasn't been out there, and it's been a patchwork offensive line. If he were getting chased all evening long in these first two games, you know, the first game he had played two series, but I'm talking more like the the Rams game last Friday. And, and, and granted, there, I mean, Sharping had a busted uh, busted uh, protection at one point, but it was about the throws. Like he just, he was off. Like he, he was, there were miscommunications. There were near interceptions. Um, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little nervous about this because uh, this, this is the theme of the year. Uh, the biggest story with the Texans this year is going to be the development or the lack thereof of Davis Mills. I'm, I'm nervous about Mills right now. Everybody should be. Okay. So Davis Mills first for the, uh, six pack for John McClain, John, my first one for the pregame six pack is going to be rookie guard, Kenyon green, who we haven't even really see play real football yet as a Houston Texan. He didn't play in either of the first two preseason games he's seen no game action yet they haven't practiced against any other NFL teams that's the only other time where we would really see him going against actual opposition at full speed the Texans have chosen not to do that this preseason and even in practice where the Texans have largely they haven't been bringing anybody to the ground the interior blocking has been somewhat physical but it doesn't really totally replicate what you're going to see in a game uh Kenyon Green has missed those practices by and large because of the concussion. So this is really our first look at Kenyon Green as an NFL football player. And uh, let's face it, this is a pick that as this franchise rebuilds, they need to get right. They need to get all these first round picks or as many as they can. Right. And uh, and so Kenyon Green, I'm going to be watching him. I'm guessing he's going to be playing with the backups. I'll be anxious to see how long he plays considering he hasn't seen any game action yet. But uh, that's that's my first one in the six-pack, John. What do you think? John, I think he, when he got there, he was out of shape. 
you could see him going back to the huddle slower than the other linemen. Then he got the concussion. He might have been nicked up on something else, but they drafted him in the first round because they want him to start at left guard. They don't want to start Max Sharping, who's been terrible. They don't want to start Justin McRae, who's number one right now, and he's a backup. You know, they want it to be green. Now, if he looks decent against the 49ers, then he's got over two weeks to get ready for the Colts if indeed they want to start him. Maybe Green at 80% is better than McCray at 100%. But if, say, three or four games in, he's playing the way they expected him to when they drafted him, then what happened in preseason won't matter. But right now he's under a lot of pressure. Pressure is he doesn't have anybody effective ahead of him. Yeah, no, it's uh, – it's and, and to that point, added pressure on Davis Mills – because his offensive line, you know, that there's a, a, an area they thought they might have shored up is uh, it's still up in the air. And uh, we saw what happened with Max Sharping in that first preseason game. All right, John, what's your second one in the pregame six pack? It's going to be a position group tied in. Nick Serio made a trade for Adam Sheehan. It was they couldn't pass the physical. Shaheem, is it Sheehan or Shaheem? Whatever it was, he didn't have a cup of coffee or he flunked his physical. Now he's on injured reserve for the Dolphins. And if Casario thought they needed a blocking tight end enough to give up a low pick, then I'm sure he's going to be still looking for one. If he has one targeted, um, they'll have the third waiver claim. But what if somebody ahead of you takes him? Otherwise, it might be better to give up a low-round pick. And so they still need a blocking tight end. Uh, Brevin Jordan is an H-back. Brevin Jordan is a large wide receiver, even though he's listed at tight end. Farrell Brown could do it, but Farrell's been inconsistent. He needs to be on the field all the time. You know, he said his agent told him blocking tight ends make the minimum. Well, there's no reason you can't do both. And even though they have other tight ends uh, on the roster, I'm guessing that Casario's still looking for a legitimate blocker. Yeah, I would say, and, you know, mentioned the, the rookie Tegan Catoriano. He had a touchdown in the last game. He was drafted as a blocker, but if you're counting on a, a fifth-round rookie to be, uh, you know, some sort of, I won't say savior, but if you're counting on him to contribute significantly at a position, that's not a great strategy as well. I'm with you there. The tight end position is one that's been, there, there, it's created more questions than answers. I'll just put it that way throughout the, the, uh, throughout the preseason. My next one in the pregame six pack, John, is going to be your guy, Damian Pierce, who we didn't get a look at in the, uh, in the last game against the Rams. Of course, the rookie running back out of Florida, the fourth round pick who looked awesome in the preseason opener against the saints. So good that Nick Casario and Lovey Smith basically said, well, we've seen enough, at least for this week, to where we need to get a, we need to get a look at other guys, Marlon Mack, Daria Gumbawale, uh, Royce Freeman, guys like that, who are, at least in the case of the latter two, fighting to make the roster. I think Mack is going to make the team, obviously. Um, but I'm, I'm anxious to see if Damian Pierce gets a chance to run with the ones, as opposed to running behind the backup offensive line, which he did very, very well against the Saints. Does Damian Pierce get treated in this game like uh, a first string running back? And if he is running behind the ones and we do see a legitimate version of a number one offensive line, the same personnel that we're going to see against Indianapolis, how does he look running behind that line? So Pierce, in a good way, is on my uh, players to watch the six pack for me. In practice this week, Mac ran with the first team, then Pierce ran with the first team. So I think Pierce is going to get some snaps 
with the first team. I'm interested, we'll see Laramie Tunsil for the first time since the fifth game of last season. And I heard Joe Thomas, the great former Browns offensive tackle on NFL Network, and he was talking about, yes, he needed to, to play some in preseason. And he talked about all the things he needed to do in preseason to get ready for the regular season. And considering he's going to be a first battle Hall of Famer next year, I would think that what he talked about would be appropriate for everybody if they want to be great. Tunsil, I'm guessing, is going to play against the 49ers. I'm wondering, too, Sean, um, this is Amazon's first broadcast. They don't want a bunch of scrubs out there with so many eyeballs on them. And I remember when the NFL used to tell teams in the Hall of Fame game, look, we know it's a fifth game, but we want you to put the starters out there for a series or two. We don't want all backups. And they would do it. So I'm wondering if the league has told the Niners and Texans, both of whom are going to play starters, we want you to put some legitimate players out there at the first of the game. And if not, would they have still started them? I'm guessing Lovey would have because he's a new coach and new coaches need to see what they got. Uh, but Kyle Shanahan, you know, he's been around uh, for a while. Trey Lance, you know, is going into his first season as a starter. But that's why I'm excited about this preseason game, Sean, because ordinarily this is the one where they put in the dregs. Yeah, well, you're right, John. I, I would say as far as um, hope that we see the front the frontline players from both sides, uh, this is where I'll dip into my uh, gambling acumen here. Um, the Texans were favored in Los Angeles last Friday. You know, they were a two and a half point favorite. Well, what does that indicate? Well, the Texans, a bad team on the road at the defending Super Bowl champs, that was obviously a big tell that the Rams weren't going to play any of their guys in that game. And the Texans were going to at least put together some sort of effort, which they did for a half with Davis Mills with their frontline guys. For what it's worth in this game tonight uh, against the um, uh, against the San Francisco 49ers, the Niners are favored by three and a half on the road against the Texans, which would seem to indicate to me that there's an expectation that the 49ers are going to going to at least for a period of time uh, play their frontline players in this game. But I'm with you on the Amazon thing. You're right. <laughs> Amazon, the folks, Amazon is spending such a ridiculous amount of money for these games, John. It's crazy. Because they got big ridiculous amounts. They do. They do. They do. 56 cameras and putting cannons and uh, dude perfect and uh, all kinds of crazy things going on with this game on this broadcast, this Amazon broadcast. Um, all right, so mine's Damian Pierce. John, last one for the pregame six-pack for you. Um, the thing I want to see is since they're playing a legitimate quarterback, can they play better against the legitimate quarterback, Trey Lance, than they played against their last legitimate quarterback, Andy Dalton, who went straight down the field for a touchdown against them with the Saints. Now, I'm guessing last week I think they only missed two starters, Malik Collins and Jerry Hughes. And I think that uh, this is a really good test for the defense. You know, they got a bunch of sacks in the first quarter, four, finished with six. Lance is mobile. He's strong. He can break uh, arm tackles. So will the defensive line keep it up? And how will the reconstructed secondary with four new starters play against a legitimate quarterback? That's a good one. That's a very, very good one. John, my last one is uh, just kind of like what you just did, not a specific player. 
because we'll get into some of the position battles here, played a little either or in just a moment with some of these position battles for the 53-man roster. I'm anxious to watch special teams for a couple of reasons. One, the Texans had some mistakes on special teams in, in the last game. Uh, you know, Traymond Smith letting the ball roll into the end zone. Chester Rogers, who's in, on injured reserve now, but made a huge mistake on special teams that allowed the Rams to stay in that game. Um, I'm anxious to see if they clean some things up on special teams, see what the kicking game looks like. And I'm also anxious to see who's being used out there on those specific special teams units and what kind of plays they can make. Your guy, Graylin Arnold, say it, John. Sick him. Give it to him. Sick him Bears. Graylin Arnold had a great game. He had a great game. He made an impression on special teams to the point where Lovey Smith brought his name up at a press conference this week. There are going to be guys who make this team possibly based on how they play on special teams. So I'll be curious to see who's getting some of the frontline work in the first half on some of those units where they're running down, covering kicks or, or protecting, blocking for, for guys in the return game. You know, because those would presumably be guys that maybe are fringe guys who are a little further up the ro- further, you know, towards making that 53. So who are the guys they're using? And then how do they play? Are there guys that maybe weren't on the radar before that make a few plays on special teams that allow them to maybe make the team, possibly make the practice squad? You know, Lovey re- refers to the totality of this team, not as just the 53, but as the, the 70, the 53 on the, the roster the 16 on the practice squad plus their international players. So special teams will be a big one for me because this is this is how guys make the team this time of year. Something that went overlooked in that victory over the Rams. Last play of the game, Graylin Arnold picked up a fumble. They didn't call it because the game expired. Yeah. If there would have been another second or two on there, Lovey Smith would have challenged and they would have seen it was a legitimate recovery. So he ought to have two turnovers against the Rams sick them uh, John okay yeah the Utopia football podcast featuring John campaigning for Baylor football players to make these how many Baylor guys are there in camp John there's there's Graylin Arnold or <laughs> the greatest snapper in NFL history John, John Weeks. Weeks yep the candidate for NFL defensive rookie of the year safety Jalen Petrie cornerback yep. Graylin Arnold and a receiver free agent Drew Estrada but he got hurt and didn't do squat Yep, he's uh, he's in danger of not making the team. I would say. All right, Strade so, is persona non grata. Yep, yep, he is he is uh, he is PNG baby. All right, so that's our pregame six pack uh, right there, getting you ready for the 49ers game.